Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Hello, and welcome to a special supplemental episode of Civil Politics here on the Planetside Podcast Network. I'm Michael Dow, uh, yammering at you on my microphone, uh, joined by uh, our producer and uh, Planetside Podcast mogul, John Roberts. Hey, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and uh, also the last honest Republican in the world, Sue Timberlake. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, what a day it's been. <laughs> yeah. So we're recording this uh, in on the evening of February 13th, 2021, uh, shortly after hearing the results of the vote in the Senate on whether or not to convict Donald Trump on the sole count of the impeachment that was voted against him by the House of Representatives, to wit, that he incited insurrection uh, against the United States of America. And uh, 57 senators voted that, in fact, he did do that. Uh, so that means seven Republicans uh, voted against him. And that's, of course, the most uh, senators from uh, ever to vote for someone in their own party to be impeached and convicted. Uh, so he that's won the Mitt Romney. Vote. Right. Hmm. Mitt Romney <laughs> did it again and then was joined by six other Republicans with at least some semblance of uh, integrity and 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 judgment. And unfortunately, uh, 30, uh, uh, 43, 30, 43 Republicans. Oh, yes. Yeah, I flipped the digits. Uh, no, no. 40, uh, 43. 33 would have been um, uh, enough to. Uh, uh, Convict him. Forty-three Republicans voted uh, yeah. that. No, no, it's all good. <sighs> oh, by the way, well, uh, Richard have... Burr of North Carolina, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, surprise, surprise, Mitt Romney of Utah, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and Ben Sass of Nebraska. Those are our those those jo those people joined Sue. Stood in being yep. the last truthful Republicans <laughs> in America, apparently. And Ben, Ben Sass, I didn't hear all of what he said, but um, he he was pretty clear on why he voted to impeach. The ones that didn't vote to impeach, I have to say, had three or four various technical reasons why they 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 didn't vote to impeach, and probably none of them had a lot of legal ground. But I just I feel. Um, disappointment that they would choose that path to, yeah. to say that, oh, you know, you can't really impeach somebody or actually try somebody after they leave office. And, oh, you you can't, you know, free speech. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a horrible argument. It was, you know, all the legs of it were wobbly. And yet, yeah, 43 Republican senators decided to, to, to take that route, and I, I'm disappointed in them. I don't blame. And uh, me too. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, fairly lefty, and I've been, uh, you know, voting with the Democrats since I got the got to vote back in 1988. But um, you know, like on some level, I, I part of me would like to be a Republican. 
because you know the oh, Republican good to know. Party, well, the Republican <laughs> Party is is the party of staid waspy country club types who've you know had the world handed to them on a platter, and you know oh you want to be uh, with your people. Right, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and, you want to be with your people? You know, okay, okay. <laughs> and 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 if I, you know, if I felt I could do that in good conscience, all right, I would. I just just don't. And this is, you know, just the latest and most bitterly galling reason why. Wait, um, are you serious? What you'd want? You'd like if. The, it's a whole other thing. I, that's fascinating to me. Like you wanted to be a Republican. Like, are you serious about that? No, I mean, yes, but I mean, but not in the sense of like I was like, oh, you know. But like when I was a teenager, you know, as I was oh, building up to being able dogs. to vote. You well, wanted to be with a wild dog pack, and you just you look at him and go, no, I I'm no, not like I them. wanted to feel comfortable voting alongside my mom and dad. Oh, because ah. oh. back in the eighties. They were Republicans. <laughs> yeah. You know, mom wasn't a huge fan of Ronald Reagan, but, you know, she thought Walter Mondale was kind of a kind of a, a drip, a wet towel, I think she put it. And, you know, looking back, I don't think she was wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, um, like, you agree with with just core conservative ideals, just some of them doesn't I mean, like, sense like, to me. Well, I'm well. This is something we've mentioned before from time to time on the show. But for example, uh, I think a core conservative ideal is the idea that government should, uh, you know, handle the areas which are appropriate for uh, the, you know, for public interest and public money and uh, uh, you know, public uh, uh, legislation. But the government should stay out of messing with people's lives as much as it can. And that certainly involves intensely personal and intimate decisions like, you know, who we have in our bedrooms and whether or not we want to have children and, you know, things like that. And uh, that's sort of libertarian so, more. Well, I'm well, so I'm pro-choice. Yeah. You know, and like, well, you know, you're, you know, I've been called a dirty liberal a couple of times, you know, and people are like, how can you be, you know, vote, you know, be a baby killer and everything. It's like, okay. But, you know, like, it's easy. Being pro choice is <laughs> the politically a left wing position in our currently constituted politics. But it seems it to me. It wasn't in the 80s. It wasn't in the 80s, but okay. Well, I mean, it, well, it, it was even in the 80s. There were lots of Democrats who were for it too, but there were some Republicans who were for it as well. Uh, I, I, and that's the point. And like people like William Weld, whom we've mentioned before on this show, yeah. the former governor of Massachusetts, you know, I'm not a huge fan of William Weld, but a Governor Weld, uh, you know, I, I was not a fan of Governor Weld because he was against a lot of the, you know, the social safety net uh, programs that help people get out of and stay out of poverty. And I think that's an excellent use of tax dollars here in Massachusetts. And he oh. didn't think much of that idea. But he's also very – he also – with that because he said government shouldn't be involved in that kind of thing. But on the other hand, government also shouldn't be telling people whether or not they should have babies. You're, so I mean, you're yeah. a conservative Democrat. That's what you are. Oh, Am okay. I? Apparently, I mean, I, I mean, in that respect, anyway. You and yeah. Joe Manchin, man, go hang out. 
<laughs> well, I'm I'm actually okay with defunding the police and Black Lives Matter, and I'm not sure Joe Manchin is. So. No, no, he's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying like that. Well, okay, so that now it makes more sense. You're you're a you're you you be more like a blue dog Democrat, I guess. I guess I, I don't want to spend. We are getting no. off, but this we, is, we are yeah, getting off. I just but like in, in a, in a tiny like, nutshell. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. In a tiny <laughs> nutshell, because, you know, America works really well for me. And I recognize that part of that is it being immensely unjust and working poorly for other people. And I don't want that to continue. But I do like that America works well for me. And so I would like it if we could change things so that it continues to work well for me and just also works well for everybody else. So... You know, so there's if you if you go on Twitter right now, I'm sure you can find plenty of people who are fulminating about how the uh, Senate's failure to uh, uh, convict Donald Trump and bar him from holding any further federal office is an example of how the entire system is just failed and corrupt. And and it all leads to burn, baby. burn. You you know, like (laughs) riddled with uh, or like completely, you know, overshadowed with white supremacy. Right. And. There you go. I don't want to say that's wrong, but I'm just hoping that we that it is and that we don't have to have to tear everything down in order to build back anew. Uh, I got but news for maybe, you, buddy. Well, so, <laughs> maybe so. So two, two quick things. One is um, you mentioned Please. defunding the police. And I just want to point out for our local listeners that there's some really good articles on what just happened with the police commission in the. Uh, Northampton. That's a tease. You should read the articles yourself, but it's, um, Oh yeah. I haven't seen those. John, throw the links in the show notes so I I don't have to go run for them myself. (laughs) Yep. And then the second thing is, um, you know, the, uh, the lead attorney for Trump, he's, uh, you know, I, I think the description of how they got to where they got to is just sort of horrifying and I will think of what it was that Vanderveen said that I thought was so interesting. So I apologize uh, was it that. that the uh uh the capital attack wasn't an insurrection? No. No well, he it was said something that. much more He said a lot of really yeah, really I mean like things. yeah. Uh, the the only one I can remember the name of is uh uh Bruce Castor. Jones? Oh, Sean. Sean, there's another fellow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shown. I remember the name Bruce Caster because, you know, Castor Oil was a handy demonic. Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, and Sean was the one that just wandered off the off the reservation, I think. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I got to say, um, the, 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 uh, the just sheer uh, lackadaisical ineptitude that we saw from Trump's attorneys just to me really illustrates like just how much impunity uh, uh, Republicans want uh, to have. Well, they laughed at Vanderveen at one point when he started to say that they were going to have hundreds of witnesses and went on it at length about, you know, in his, um, when they, when they broke this morning to decide whether to have a witness or not. I don't know if you were listening to the impeachment this morning. I slept in this morning, so no, I didn't. But I understand that there was that there that there was a a, a move to actually have witnesses, and then the Democrats decided now, the since they'd won the point to not have them after all. Well, it's the one person that had the um, conversation with um, uh, McCarthy talking to Trump. The um, 
that that he the, was trying to get Trump to do something, and she overheard yeah. it. Yeah, I can't think of her name. Herrera, 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 something like Her- that. Herrera. Herrera, yeah, Herrera. Herrera. So they were going to call her as a witness, and so they had to stop everything this morning. It was first thing this morning because they were just about to go to a vote, and. Um, they had a fight over witnesses, and they said that they'd said there wouldn't be any witnesses. And they, they, the Democrats said, no, this is the very point where we decided that we would talk about witnesses. We'd have the first part, and then we'd talk about whether we're going to have witnesses or not. And the Republicans, my guys, were pushing back really hard on that. So they had to break, and they negotiated for quite a while over um, whether they were going to let them bring her in or not. And they, um, after about two or three hours of silence, they came back and said that they were going to um, basically put her remarks into the record. They read them into the record. That's right. And, um, yeah. So, and yeah, so that was uh, Representative uh, Jamie Herrera uh, uh, Bootler, uh, a re- Republican representative, just so you, so you yeah. guys know. Uh, okay. And one of the reasons was that the uh, Democrats were worried that uh, calling witnesses might backfire on them. Uh, if they called McCarthy, for example, he might try to use the time to uh, make a defense of Trump and they wouldn't be able to stop him. So well, that's the why they were like, uh, to call Pelosi Nancy and the, Pelosi. Yeah, Pelosi, yeah. yeah, she, she would have, she would have um, gone to the mat trying to, you know, support the constitution. So that would be a wild card. So I think they both sides decided that neither one really wanted to call witnesses or open the door to it. So they basically stipulated that her testimony would be entered as it existed. And then the Democrats, it was great, used that as a fact. You know, they said, okay, in the record is this statement. So that's included in the, um, you know, in the record. And the Republicans are like, we said you could put it in. We didn't say it, it was true. And it, it just it just evolved. It was really it was yeah. sort of. But then they quickly voted. And, um, you know, the rest is history. So. The most do you, do you, bipartisan uh, impeachment vote in history. Yes. Not that we've had a ton of them, but yes. Still, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it was, you know, it, it was. He he won the popular vote, as I say. You know, the the Democrats won the popular vote, but you know they lost they lost the two thirds. So yeah, it's a really and actually, do you guys? Actually, I'd love to know what you think of this. I've heard a few folks say that as this went down, that it actually has damaged the ability of any branch of government to hold the other accountable. That in fact, this diminished the impeachment. Um, strength because it showed that it's really almost impossible. I mean, if not on this case, how would you ever hold somebody responsible for what they were doing? And so that that's diminished and it'll be really interesting to see if people, you know, if there is any attempt to write laws or to clarify or, you know, who knows what, but it means the president really can, you know, go wild and, and without recourse. Well, we can turn to uh, a, um, you know, out, a, a current philosopher um, and and deep thinker, Mr. Uh, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, on that point. Oh. Um, <laughs> one of our great minds, I think. Uh, 
<laughs> he, Wasn't he giving a speech at the end here? Yes, Just he a did. Just a little while ago after the vote, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he and the um the the minority and the majority leader of the Senate gave their speeches first, and then a bunch of senators gave speeches. And one of Mitch McConnell's things uh, that he said was. After calling President Trump basically all the names in the book and saying, "Yeah, he did, he did foment this and whip the 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 crowd up into a frenzy," so, but he didn't vote for it because he the the president wasn't in office when they impeached him. Yeah, technicality, if you and not even a real one. But no, it, because yeah. he kept them from impeaching the president <laughs> while he was in office. Yep. By the way, but the, what his main reason was that basically from what I got from him, impeachment is basically the 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 ability to forcibly fire someone. That's it. That's what it is. That's uh, for someone him. who's who's elected to office, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's it's the it's the Senate's resource. It's the it's one branch's resource to fire someone uh, who is not doing their job. So the only reason to have an impeachment trial anymore is if someone's just trying to be Scarface up in the up in the White House. I'm not leaving. I'm not. I'm not resigning. Because if they resign, then uh, impeachment does is moot. You don't have to do an impeachment because you can't impeach someone that's not there anymore. But they can still be charged with criminal with criminal charges that's basically mitch mcconnell's like Uh, we can't do anything but we have a system of justice so why don't you charge him with a crime because that'll work do you you think that if the the other way to go with this is to say you know impeachment isn't effective so therefore president can be charged with a crime in office period i think that's the only other you know, and that was one of the arguments was that they had to wait until he was, you know, yeah. out of office. But this shows that you can't impeach them. So you need to be able to try them criminally when they're in office if that's if that's needed. Well, so. I mean, if you have the threat of impeachment and then you resign, then you said like that's the thing. Like you can threaten impeachment. This is, again, what Mitch McConnell is saying. You can threaten impeachment and the person resigns. Then you don't impeach them, but you still then can charge them with 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 criminal action. So if someone breaks the law, let's say uh, whoever president, whatever president uh, just let's, murders let's someone. Call him, let's call him Nichard Rickson. How's yeah, let's that? say that. <laughs> Let, let's say Nichard Rick, Rickson just straight up murders someone in the, in the press pool, just in front of all the cameras. No, there's no doubt about it. And, but Mr. Rickson doesn't, doesn't resign. He doesn't want to resign. He's like, no, I didn't do that. It's fine. So then you impeach him, you get him out of office, and then you charge him with murder. See, I but, think this 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 whole scenario today would make me think that actually you could just go after him criminally immediately. That there is an issue because, with that, but but it's not cast in stone. It's been a practice, and it's been sort of it's an opinion around. It's an opinion it's an that's opinion. been the posi- the the, the official position Department. of the Office of Legal Counsel from the White House, which you know the Justice Department as an executive eight branch agency has to respect. So, until Congress passes some kind of clear guidance overturning that or su- or superseding that, 
their, you know, the executive branch is has to follow the directives for, of, you know, the, the head of the executive branch. And if, you know, there's a rule or regulation or like, here is the legal guideline, you know, we've we've consulted our attorneys and this is this is the official position. Well, I then think they have to they, change that. Congress has to I, change it. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's or the other yeah. thing is, is a recall, which they're doing at Gavin Newsom right now in San Francisco. And I mean, in California, Gavin Newsom is under recall. You know, they have million a million signatures at this point. They're trying to recall yeah. him. So, so maybe there's a way to put recall in the in the. Uh, We'd have to amend the constitution, yeah. and also yeah. a recall of a president would would take maybe like ten million signatures from X number of states or something like that. Yeah, you know, like to actually have a recall of a of a national nationally held office. Then- yeah, I think you'd I think you'd want to set the limit of like ten percent of the population. From each state or yeah. something like that, or exactly. yeah, I do it through Congress. I do it. Um, the majority of Congress decided that they need to be recalled, and then you just have a recall election. The problem uh, is that that can be abused, yeah. like just with a majority of Congress. You know, well, well, Sue, what you're basically saying there is change impeachment from a vote in the Senate to a vote uh, by the public. You know, yeah. uh, an actual recall would be. Uh, a public measure that then gets voted on by the public. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's something different. Um, maybe that's well, a good just, idea. Maybe. I'm just to, but, mm. I just, this so clearly didn't work and it should have worked. I think, mm. I mean, I can't imagine anyone that doesn't think this was a horrible crime against our country. Yeah. It's, well, the people, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say they, it, it was, and is and uh, the 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 way to hold this this man accountable for what he did in office while in office the what 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 the the coequal branch could do is impeach him. That's that's what they can do to to punish the him for abusing his powers in office and. The only way to do that is if the people that have been elected actually approach the uh, the issue honestly, which yeah. they didn't because if they had an issue with the constitutionality, which they they brought up, and that is something that they could argue, like if it's constitutional or not, they could have they, – and they had debate on that. And the Senate and they voted on it uh, as they a body. It was cause, exactly yeah. as a body, the Senate said no, it's fine. So if they were actually trying to do their jobs, the constitutionality question is done. It's answered. Yep. So then you move on to the trial, and and you, if you really don't think he did it, the then you would listen to the evidence, and you would actually make sure that everything was in a row because if there's any reason any doubt that he did it then you could vote no but if yeah. the evidence is overwhelming then you have to vote with the evidence but they're yeah. they're not doing that because Mitch McConnell clearly thinks he was he was uh he he incited the riot he clearly thinks that with his speech and but he voted against it because oh. of the constitutionality 
which yeah. was settled. Well, that was his excuse anyway. That was his yeah. excuse. Yeah. What if the Supreme Court took it up and and decided the constitutionality too? I don't know if there's a way to like if a senator could bring bring um had standing to bring it to the Supreme Court to decide yeah, I, that with what, it. What would be the? I'm not sure what the whether or not any, uh, uh, any senator would have standing. Like only a majority of the senators can get can like go up and speak, you know, represent for the for the Senate. But also, like, what exactly would be the live criminal or, or civil issue? For the Supreme Court, I mean, they don't they don't do hypotheticals. You have to yeah. actually come up with, you know, here's a case, here's an injury that's been done to us. You know, what are we going to do about it? So, so you know, really, it it just strikes me that um, there's got to be some other avenue. If impeachment doesn't work in this really clear cut case to me, look clear cut to me. If if you couldn't stop a Trump from doing from doing that and letting the mob try and kill Mike Pence, the vice president, then there's something, something needs to be repaired. And, you know, either writing in recall language or having the Supreme Court um, evaluate whether they can be impeached, you know, as they're leaving office or before they leave office or after they leave office or changing the opinion of the Justice Department to say that a president can always be charged criminally. They're not immune, you know. Just it's, something's got to, something's got to give there. I don't know what it will be that gives, but something's got to give because clearly, from my perspective, you know, something should have happened here and it didn't. Yeah. Well, and one of the one of the truisms that uh, I observed when I was uh, back in grad school studying history is that uh, you know. Uh, Systems become more uh, structured, more formalized over time, because generally speaking, when people set something up, it's like, yeah, we all know each other. We all kind of have shared values and expectations and it all works. And then over time, you get people who don't have that viewpoint or they're unscrupulous and they see an advantage or whatever. So you wind up having to spell out things that were just understood or that people would kind of muddle through and work out. Um, you know, our system of, of impeachment would, you know, works just fine if uh, there are, you know, adequate numbers of people in the Republican Party with integrity. You know, like we just needed 10 more, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell just needed to vote in favor of, you know, his own actual opinion and say, yeah, Trump, Trump screwed up. Uh, Trump did this terrible thing. And he should be, uh, you know, forbidden from holding an office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States ever again. You know, and I mean, McConnell just got reelected, so he can't be worried about getting, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting reelected in six years. You know, and maybe like they're eighty-six. Maybe my colleagues are afraid of the roving hordes that would come to their house if they voted the other way. In which case, we're in real trouble because <laughs> well, that means it, the roving hordes are are ruling us at the moment. Well, they right. are, which is which is getting back to how the Roman Republic fell apart, and and also the Weimar Republic. I mean, that's basically 
tacitly making the Republican Party kind of the Nazis, which sucks. And I don't want to be like, yeah, but I mean, that's how the Nazis really push their agenda through, through, you know, informal violent gangs. I'm sorry. Gina Carano is saying that like people on the left are the Nazis. So I think we need to really watch ourselves there. We can't disagree with her. Well, the barbarians are at the gate. How's that? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, you're, you're, you're not wrong. I, I, I agree with you. I've just, yeah. I mean, this if and if that's civilized the, people got to stick together. <laughs> well, if the you know if if mob violence is a legit is quote unquote a legitimate or at least tacitly accepted tool of political action in this country, then our political system is doomed and will fall apart because we need you know we need more police well not just that i mean mm, you know more so. more police isn't going to solve the problem <laughs> more police won't solve the problem i mean so long as you know it's like ah it's a bunch of fringe gangsters and you know you know lunatics who go set up in the hills out in north dakota or whatever it's like ah, fine you know like like it, when it's small groups of terrorists, yeah, the FBI and the various police forces can handle that. But when it's millions of Americans who are, you know, loyal to their party and have a national platform and uh, people in Congress who will speak for them, you know, we can't police our way out of that. And if we can't actually resolve our differences through the legitimate exercise of our, you know, civilian peacetime constitutional government. And if we can't talk our way out of it through being reasonable people, then increasingly our differences can only be resolved with violence. And that yeah. that's that's civil war too. Did you hear um was it Raskin who was the lead guy that for the for the Democrats? Yeah. Yes, Representative gave, Raskin. Gave, he gave a speech or he talked to the news this late this afternoon, this evening, and he was recounting what his daughter said, that she was very concerned. You know, he just lost one of his children. They died like the day before this happened. His son. The funeral Raskin's was, son. yeah. The funeral yeah. was. And his daughter was actually was, there with him at the Capitol on the 6th yeah. of January. Well, so she saw a news report that um, one of the protesters, not protesters, insurrectionists, mm. um, said goodbye to his children as he left the house saying he might not ever come back and he was getting ready to go to the Capitol and cause mayhem. Right. And his daughter, he said, had more humanity than he did because he thought, Oh, that's a piece of evidence that I could prosecute on. Right. Cause he planned to do such harm that he would thought he might, he might die. And he said goodbye to his children, this, this insurrectionist. And his daughter said, can you imagine the state of mind you're in to say to your um, children that you might not ever see them again? She's a little girl. She's not very old. And he was he was taken aback because he wasn't thinking of the humanity, humanity of the insurrectionist, but his daughter was. And sort of like the, you know, sort of out of the mouth of babes, you know, here's here's a fellow that's so convinced that his country has gone south that he's going to go and risk his life, you know, at Trump's behest. And and Raskin's daughter's like, you know, that's that's so awful. He, you know, his children would be out without a father. And it's it's just it's sort of like we we need to pause for a minute um, and think about 
sort of why were people so motivated? What what is their belief system, and uh, how did it get so warped and and out of touch with the reality? But we know that. You know, why do, how do how do people get so disenfranchised? We we know why. We know what we know their belief system. We know how they got radicalized. We know how they plan things. We like people have been studying this for years. People have been deeply embedded in in Fortune and QAnon and and uh, and yep. Parler and, and all these all and these Fox systems, News all, and Rush Limbaugh. Well, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Just in the past, like a couple of years, not even just like major news outlets, just the uh, the people that have been just inundated with conspiracy theories and just reading t- Trump's Twitter and all this stuff. Like we know exactly where all this came are, from. Why are they susceptible? That's my question. Well, they're, sort of susceptible. Like I mean, they're susceptible just like uh, someone uh, that was radicalized with Al Qaeda is susceptible. This is a death cult. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you that's, know? I mean, I think that's the, that's like Scientology the for, the, for the century. So I did remember what it's not a question. We know why we know how people get radicalized. This is this has been studied already like science, like you're a scientist. It's been been studied already. Yeah. And so therefore. And so and what do you mean? And so therefore. So what's 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 the answer? The thing is that I'm not talking about the answer. I'm talking about that that we're asking the wrong that, that you're asking the wrong question it's oh, okay. not how how are the how is this happening how is this I, and because when we ask how is this happening we need to think about this that is ignoring the fact that people have been thinking about this it, it, this has been studied that it's not that's not a question that we need to ask because that that question has been asked and has and is in the has been yeah. in the process of being answered over the past f- at least few years, but not even just people studying uh, conservative movements throughout, like for the past few decades. Like we can see a through line. The question is, how what can now? we keep this from happening? We know the causes. We know why people go down these rabbit holes. So let's look at the reasons that we know. And try to uh, solve those issues. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov/covid19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Morlock, and if you want to hear some of the best in BGM and nerdcore, I got you covered. On Press Start to Continue, you can hear an eclectic two-hour mix of geek music. We've got covers of classic game themes in any number of genres, theme shows, interviews, and so much more. Visit starttocontinue.com to learn more, or just search for Press Start to Continue DLC on your favorite podcast app. Press Start to Continue, nerdy music for the masses. Press Start to Continue. Science is real, from the Big Bang to TNN. Join me for Evidence-Based Radio, Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. 
That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. This is Danny T. from Collateral Banter. You're listening to the Planet Side Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcast.com. Sue, what should we do about the Republican Party? I mean, you know, Big like, question. like it, I like there's I don't think there's any possibility of of working with uh, Republicans. Uh, I mean, the 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 fringe uh, Republicans who are who haven't been totally lost to uh, reason and decency, um, you know. Like you know, famed corporate raider and you know, uh, uh, and dog uh, lover, and dog lover Mitt Romney. You know, <clears throat> um, yeah. You know, I mean, I I can see the Democrats well, we saying like, okay, stop well, calling each other names. I think that's one thing we have to stop doing. Okay, but fine. I we can stop calling the Republicans names. Sure, we can stop calling them. You know insurrectionist traitors or, you know, appeasers or accomplices, fine. But I mean, uh, those uh, uh, 43 uh, senators are accomplices. The 100 and what was it? 119 uh, uh, Republican representatives. Yeah. House members, they're accomplices. What do we do about them? I mean, throw them out somehow. Well, I just—that's the thing. Like, we don't have a a system in place to take care of cultists. Yeah, I mean, one person, one vote. I mean, the the ability to even if you don't have values like mine, you get everybody gets a vote. I mean, that is fundamental. Right, but the the there is a fundamental premise to that fundamental right. You know, the, the like what makes the United States special is we recognize like everybody has meaning, everybody has value, everybody has interests that are equally worthy of respect as anybody, any other person's. There's no one who's inherently better or more important than anyone else. What? But, but the trick is uh, our system of government sort of takes that rec- recognition and says like, okay, so that's why, you know, we're going to have – uh, democratic assemblies and people are going to get to vote and and we're going to respect these rights and whatnot. And uh, January 6th was hundreds, if not thousands of people at the behest of the leader of the Republican Party refusing to do that, attacking yep. the, uh, the, the that fundamental shared uh, assumption. Well, the shared assumption that like, hey, you know, we're all buying into the idea that one person, one vote. And hey, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you know, nobody gets their way all the time. So we got to kind of work together and, and lump it when we don't like it. And that's not what happened. They, they absolutely, you know, they killed people trying to, trying to change that. And that's, that's what uh, 43 senators and 119 representatives from the Republican Party voted for. And sure, I don't have to call them names, but- you know they're 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 not they're not interested in in respecting uh, our values, our government, our constitution, our ideals. You know none of that. They they Hold voted on. against that. Hold on. I don't I'm know holding. where you're getting this. 
I who me? What you are you are talking about the about the shared values of of equality, which is not pervasive in this country. If that was if that was true, then there would be that there would be less like people getting killed during during protests. This is not a like the the one person one vote thing is not a a shared belief in this country. By the way, I have to acknowledge one person one vote. I heard this the other day. Uh-huh. Actually came from the civil rights movement. It didn't it didn't come from the Supreme Court or our constitution or anything like that. Gee, that's it actually surprise. came from civil it's not rights. It's the declaration, yeah. Because yeah, the, the civil our, rights movement uh, identified was, it as a yep. Our country was not founded on one person one vote. No, our country our country does not did not work on one person one vote until the last century. Yep. And that that is not enough time for this concept of equality to become part of the American culture. Because it's not. It's absolutely not. And when we look at the people that attacked the Capitol, they were none of none of them were thinking that one person, one vote is at all anything. They were they were my, thinking my like, country, my vote. Exactly. They <laughs> they were my thinking country, that my vote. <laughs> my country is being taken over by these people that don't that don't deserve it. And the reason we know that is because they tape themselves attacking a federal building. And be- and saying as much. And saying as much. And the thing is that when you go in and you are happy and you are high fiving each other and just messing around. After breaking into a building, videotaping yourself, oh, I'm putting poop on the pillars. Oh yeah, yeah, spreading spreading crap around and everything. Like that's yeah. it's that is a uh, that that is a sign that you don't think you're going to get in trouble because this is what you're this is what you're supposed to do, and it's completely acceptable that if that you're doing this and that is because these people have grown up in a country where they are more equal than than anybody else than others <laughs> well this this Two is legs what we good, mean four legs better <laughs> exactly yes and this is and this is this is also what you know the the root of when, what we mean when you know people talk about privilege you know i mean the the word literally means privilege private law like the law as it applies to us is we can go in and hunt down Mike Pence and try and hang him. And that's okay for us, but it's not okay for you. Yeah. And I, I, you're absolutely right, genre. Uh, all I can say is, um, uh, if you, if you were to say to those people, well, you know, one person, one vote and human rights and whatnot, you know, you know, free speech and the constitution, they'd say, oh yeah, of course. Like not in they, my country, they'd say, <laughs> well, no, no, no. They would, they, they would, I, I, I submit to you that they would say, oh yes, of course, that's what we believe in, but they don't actually, you know, mean it as applying to everybody. They oh, mean I don't it think as they'd agree with human rights. All right. Well, Fine, maybe, but uh, and I don't. I honestly don't think they'd agree with one person, one vote because they'd be thinking about the leftists. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to enough. burst your bubble here. But yeah, you're probably right. It's, you're probably the, right. These, but like people I, I, that my are. My point is just yeah. that there's there's a there's a you know there's a long tradition of saying well you know we believe in these American values, but you know the the soft spot they don't don't say is for white folks and exactly you know and and you know so you can you can have people saying on paper they agree but they actually don't and that's that's yeah. something that's really come out of this but you're right it goes way beyond that and i'm sorry for alighting over your hugely important points <laughs> it's yeah it, it the what we what the 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 one of a few of the problems people are getting radicalized through um, many different systems that can be solved with with certain changes through social media, through um, how uh, information travels through YouTube and and other services like that, um, algorithms, things like that. That is one way people get radicalized. Another way is that uh, people are stuck in these gerrymandered districts where they where power is concentrated and when we're talking about trying to get rid of politicians like Jim Jordan let's say that are and their districts are like really really deep red Matt Gates Jason Chavez exactly cetera, like one person one vote like that's nice but it's not going to work uh when when you're completely hemmed in by by people and we don't have one person one vote for the highest office we have yep we need a new vote we don't have it it's not it doesn't exist and then electoral college that is not one um, person one vote it is not and then we also have to talk about voting like voting rights because votes are being stripped away all the time especially in red states it's that like when we're talking about like the power of the vote this is a fantasy that we keep grasping at that doesn't exist because it keeps getting stymied over and over and over again there needs to be major systemic changes to how our votes are counted how our votes are done and who can vote for who? Yeah, uh, uh, and changes need to be made. I, I, there needs to be a new federal voting rights act that's going to change yes. how primaries work and whatnot. And it's not just you know uh, corrupt Republican states. I mean, if you remember the uh, uh, the shenanigans involved in the Democratic primary in New York State in 2016, and to a to a somewhat lesser extent in 2020, like. Yeah, there's um, oh, there, you know, there's there's really, hinky going on all over the place. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like people stripping votes away. Like you yeah. have to have well, a that did, that, that, that was to, happening in New York in in the Democratic primary too. But mm, yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. this is this is this is a problem that needs to be addressed. Exactly. Absolutely. Would you guys would you guys want Stacey Abrams to be like if Biden could appoint her to the commission that sorts out what needs to happen? Would you like that? I mean, she's she's an excellent uh, uh, candidate because she's worked on these issues and is aware of them and has a has a strong track record. But she's I'd not like a the political o- scientist that has been that has been studying this for for their entire life. 
Yeah, instead but, of Stacey I mean, Abrams. Well, but yeah. Stacey Abrams is by no means the only person. She's she's just you know a high profile person. You know, be yeah. like be like saying, give, well, we'll put her them. and AOC and Bernie on it, and it's like, okay, it's not that those people are bad, but like they're not the only choices. <laughs> Well, see, I wouldn't put AOC or Bernie on it because I think they're a little biased. So I think Stacey Abrams is right up the middle on it. You know, I don't from want, my like, perspective. If, if we're looking at voting rights, if we're looking at uh, systems, it's changing systems to to appeal to everybody, then I would want a panel of uh, political scientists, social scientists, and just people that study and have uh, been been studying these issues for for years. That they have uh, they have credentials to to tackle these problems. Uh, Do you remember Guinier? Somebody, Lani Guinier. Yeah, Lani Guinier. Uh, no, she was uh, she was an attorney um, probably, what, 20 yeah. years ago. Clinton nominated her to be attorney general. And I think she, her yeah. nomination was withdrawn. It was some yeah, because she had pointed out that about like having a uh, having an undocumented representation babysitter. Or something. No, no, that was um, those those were other women. Um, she was disqualified because she had pointed out that there was unequal representation in uh, minority communities and that the, the, that she might want to uh, address that, redress that somehow. And they decided uh, that she couldn't, you know, in the time, but she's yeah. a very interesting person because yeah, she studied, you know, no, you're right. Was I, like I was thinking of Kimbo Stanford. Wood who was appointed after yeah, her Kimbo Wood. and then yeah. she and, was also withdrawn. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, they were kind of lightweights anyway. I mean, they weren't strong. Lanny Guinier is a, uh, sort of like um, some of the people that made it onto the Supreme Court after their whole life's work, you know, of looking at those particular issues. So maybe somebody like Lonnie Guineer. I can't yeah. believe I remembered her name. With by the with, way, uh, I, with with panels and commissions and everything, if these if these groups, if these uh, appointees don't have to be politicians, they don't have they're not like committees in Congress or something like that. Then we need yeah. to avoid putting politicians on these committees yeah. unless they are experts in that field. We need experts. To tell us this is what okay. we this is what is going on, and we can't have partisan people that are worried about votes and worried about their 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 social standing, their social capital, talking about it's gerrymandering. Like, it's sort of like putting somebody on a base review committee who has a base in their city, exactly, you know, an, an army base. Yep, because they're going to exactly. basically horse trade. Yep, yeah, they're going to horse trade. You know, one horse trading. Well, anyway, so a blast from the past. By the way, my uh, I've remembered what it was about um, Vander Vander Meer, the um, lead attorney for Trump, defense attorney for Trump. Mm -hmm. um, so people showed up at his house today, and they painted traitor on it. Well, that's no good. That's very. That isn't that interesting. I think it's very interesting. People yeah. are so mad at the at the defense attorneys for Trump that they actually went there and and uh, painted mad, maybe his driveway. Are they mad because they he wasn't doing a good job, or are they no, mad no. because he was defending Trump? But defending Trump. That's okay. what they're saying. Yeah. No, they said that the people showed up and painted traitor. I think on his driveway, maybe not on his house. But well, they shouldn't do interesting. that. That's defacement of property. So they, yeah. that's if they get caught, then they should be arrested. 
I'm gonna. I, I mean, I might leave my gate open. Conflict. I might leave my gate open and just not notice. Like if anybody goes back behind my house, but they should be. They should be caught. Well, I just you know here we go. I mean, this is this is the problem. This is the Israeli. Palestinian conflict, as in what? you, you know, you stand on my <laughs> neck, I, I punch back. You know, that is, I mean, humans are so um, vindictive, That's retaliatory. Kind of reductive of the Palestinian conflict. Well, yeah. I, I, uh, just, you know, just going to put that out there. As a counter, yeah, as no, a counterpoint no, to that, too. I support Sue. the Palestinians, by the way. Right. I, okay. I, I fully support the Palestinians. I'm just saying that that's what happens. You know, my gang kills your sister, then your gang tries to kill my brother. You know, it it it's horrible, and it's very hard to stop it. Yeah, to stop the behavior. Anyway, well, we don't yet have uh, gangs of you know black Jackson. vigilantes going out and killing cops. You know, in retaliation for the extensive and pervasive violence the police have visited on, you know, the non-white citizens of this country for decade upon decade. And I don't want that to change, but, you know, like if if what you were saying were just an ironclad rule, then that's what we'd be having. And we don't. And I'm very grateful for that. You know what the – you know what most of that – the political like – graffiti and and people going up on people's houses and things like that this is another example of people that think that is it that's okay and they will not face consequences so time for some accountability there just needs to be accountability but swift justice they no actual justice not actual swift justice. Swift justice is not great because then people cut corners. I mean, if the actual justice is quick, sure. I mean, yeah. we're not going to object. But. Yeah, but if you just push well, things and I through. Say, I say swift justice because what happens is usually if it's a white guy, it gets slow walked. He never goes to jail. Then he gets sentenced and they give him three more months to get his affairs in order and more appeals. And, you know, it's slow walked. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying well, swift. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. like – they like like the any crime should be investigated quickly but thoroughly like so so the the people that are being investigated don't get railroaded which is also something something we need to get yeah. like we need to worry about slow walking with anyway people that do damage like during like if people like go up to someone's house and say screw this guy and start like painting over his windows or something like that that's illegal don't do that you know you'll get arrested and beat up and if you're black you might get killed that's a problem <laughs> you know so if you sit in the road and tie up traffic i handcuff myself to you and mike and five other people, and then we chain ourselves to the phone poles on each side, so no traffic can go through. Mm-hmm. Should should we have strong sentences if it's a basically a peaceful protest? But we've no. chained ourselves to block I, traffic. I don't think I don't know about strong sentences, but like you know, part of the point of civil disobedience is facing legal repercussions to prove a point. Yeah. And say like, mm. look how unjust this is that we are being, 
you know, we've had to go to these lengths and face these penalties just for saying, hey, let's not have wanton police violence in our cities. That's what sit-ins are. Yeah. Yeah. For example. You're, you're, you're trespassing. Okay. Yeah. I'm trespassing. All right. Well, stop that. No, no, I'm not going to. As the great John Lewis put it, good trouble. Well, and if an ambulance had to go through, you know, there's nothing they could really do while the people are sitting there. So they have to go around. Well, I guess. can go on the court, on the curb. Drive or, the sidewalk. Yeah. Or, you know, we could, <laughs> or maybe we'd let them through. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. If there yeah. was an ambulance coming through, then, then, and we were protesting something, then I would totally unlink myself. That's yeah. not, that, like that, that is right there. And we should probably sh- uh, yeah, we we this is going, going way longer than like the um, half hour that we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so if you the the difference between a um, between civil disobedience and uh, just being a jerk, basically, is if the ambulance is coming is coming and someone might die, you don't unlink yourself, and you're like no. That person's that person that has nothing to do with this is going to die because we is have it? a point to make. Like that is, I think that is kind of where it slips over from being yep. just civil disobedience, which is important, which is breaking the law for a reason, into like terrorism. Like that yep. is like that's where it kind of crosses the line. And you need to we need to we need to look at uh and people comparing the uh the protests during the summer over the last peaceful summer, protests they were yep. they were like 90% 95% peaceful with some rioting and by the way if anybody says like oh minneapolis or minneapolis was portland. burning or something like that then portland, no, yeah. yeah no no city has burned to the ground by the way but you compare that to people like busting into the Capitol to disrupt a vote, then to prevent the vote, to yeah. Pre- yeah, to prevent yeah. a vote, a a legal vote. Like there has been no Black Lives Matter protest that has tried to forcibly enter a courtroom where a where a some police officers that shot some black people were getting acquitted. There has never been a BLM protest like over the last summer that tried to do that. It's just been marching and pushing back against the police. These people entered into a a building to try to disrupt a legal proceeding. That is the difference. There is a difference there. And anybody that tries to say, oh, they're comparable, it's not. So. Well, so in the Vietnam War, um, people broke into some of the uh, um, selective service offices mm-hmm. and burned, burned draft records so they couldn't figure out who, who didn't show up. And they did a lot of destruction to try and prevent the draft. Mm-hmm. Did that cross the line in your perspective? This is a whole show. Okay. That's going to be a whole Good show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because that's really, um, that is really, really a complex question. My immediate answer, which you cannot dispute, is 
it depends. So, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. I'm certainly uh, sympathetic to burning the draft cards, even if I want, even if I wind up coming down on the other side after some thought. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to, to the Civil Politics. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening to the Civil Politics Supplemental. Uh, I'm going to end this right now before Sue asks another uh, grenade-like question. Um, thank you, Mike, for being on. Oh, thank you, genre. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, genre. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> and I'd like to direct our listeners, if they want to hear more great shows from the Planetside Podcast Network, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.